First John chapter 5 verse 7, John chapter 1 verses 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 14. Genesis chapter 1 verses 1 to 3, we, New King James Version, for there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. John 1, verses 1 to 4, 5 rather. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of man, and the light shines in the darkness. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome the light. Verse 14, and the word became flesh that is a human being and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. And that human being is Jesus Christ. Genesis chapter one, verses one to three. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void. That word void in the Hebrew means it was chaos. And darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of the Lord was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. We're starting a new series. We did the doctrine of the scriptures. We just finished the doctrine of God, and now we're doing the doctrine of Christ for this next month. And this is going to be, I'm going to ask you if you will engage this month on a test or in a test with me, and we'll talk about that later. But my sermon this morning is Christ in HD. Christ in HD. I was looking up a layman's definition of the word HD or high definition, and I discovered this. It says high definition provides... That's an HDTV. It provides an image detail that is five times higher than that of standard definition. Again, high definition provides an image detail that is five times, that is five times higher than standard definition. So I think I have a picture here that shows the difference between standard definition and high definition. Okay, and you can see uh, the difference there. I remember um, when I think um, when Elder Roy, when you got your first high definition TV, and I and I was you know trying to figure out is there a difference between regular TV and high def? And it was during football season, and I don't know if he remembers the statement that he made to me, but I said, is there a difference between high def and regular TV? He said, let's put it this way. With regular TV, when you watch a football game, you can see the grass. I said, okay. 
He said, but in high def, you can see each blade. I said, okay, okay, I, 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 I get it, I get it. Uh, Max Anders, in the book that we're going through, 30 Days to Understand in the Bible, says the second member of the Trinity existed before he was born as Jesus of Nazareth. In other words, before taking on humanity, Jesus Christ was deity. And that's what we get. We're talking about Christ in HD. You can't see the full measure of Christ unless you see him in his H, humanity, and D, his deity. Are you following me? He is, he is man. He, he is 100% man and 100% God. It's not 50-50. Are you following me so far? And, and, and so, uh, in fact, the Jews, the Jewish rabbis got upset with him because he, he was in his discourse, he's talking, and then in John chapter 8, verse 58, he says, before Abraham was, I am. Now, reading that, you're saying, well, what's the big deal? No, 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 no. He's, he, he's using the same name that when Moses in Exodus chapter 3, verse 14 says, hey, you know, I'm talking to this burning bush and you want me to go and deliver these people out of uh, uh, Egypt? And they're going to say, who sent you? Who sent you? And he says, tell them that the person you sent you is, his name is Jehovah or his name is I am. His name is I exist. So when Jesus said before Abraham was, I am, what he really saying is before Abraham even came into existence, I am God. In his humanity and in his detail, in his deity. So let me, let me go back to this definition of high def and again talk about what this means. So in his humanity and in his divinity, Jesus Christ provides an image detail, a detailed image of God. The writer of Hebrews chapter one verse Three says, God used to speak to us through scriptures, through prophetic words, through the prophets, but now he is speaking to us through his son. He is, he is speaking to us through Jesus. And it says this, he says, who being the brightness of God's glory, he is the express image of who God is. In other words, if you want to know what God thinks, look at Jesus. Jesus basically said, you know what? You've been trying, God basically said, you know, you've been trying to figure out who I am, uh, through, through text and through prose, but I'm going to give you a video demonstration for three and a half years of who I am. So there will be no guessing as to who he is. As a matter of fact, let me give you an example. Jesus says, I will show you high def because we said that uh, this high def, this detail is five times greater than that of standard. Five, five is the number of grace. And, and so uh, we and you say, well, five, five is the number of grace. We find the five uh, grace gifts, apostle, prophet, uh, pastor, uh, teacher and evangelist. Well, of course, we know that David slew Goliath. He had what? Five stones, grace. 
Uh, Jesus took the five what? Loaves and multiplied them. Grace is, uh, num- the number five is, is, represents grace in the Bible. And Jesus said, I've come full of grace and truth. Are you following me so far? Oh, we're going to get to the good part in a moment. And so, for example, Jesus says, okay, you want high def? Here's high def. You all say, you all say, <laughs> you all say, if a man, if a man sleeps with another woman and he's married, that's adultery. I say, high def, if you even look at a woman with lust, I think I want to go back to regular TV. <laughs> Ooh, some of y'all ain't smiling. Mm. Holy Ghost is convicting already. You say, text, eye for an eye, two for two. But I say, if someone slaps you, turn the other cheek. It's quiet in this Pentecostal church. Oh, it's quiet in this Pentecostal church. I know some of y'all say, oh. <laughs> Turn the other cheek. Y'all can't even turn the other shopping cart. Turn your name. He's talking about you. Talking about you. Ooh. Some of y'all want to get back to. You're perfect in all of you. His name before he was born, that is, before he existed as a human being, instead of God, was the Word. Jesus existed before he became Jesus. Are you following me so far? Jesus was his name, the name given to him after he became a human being. But prior to that, he was the word. He is part of the Godhead. That's why John catches it in John, 1 John 5, 7 in the King James Version. There are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. And the Holy Spirit, the Father and Son, they, they as uh, Reverend Jeff shared, that they, are, they are three gods in one. They are one. They're the Trinity. And yet they have different functions. Are you following me? And you may say, well, how's that be? how can that be, three in one? Well, for example, uh, uh, many of us, uh, heard about the 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 was it the appellate court ruled against Tom Brady? You follow me? The court. It says the court. How many courts? One court. But how many judges? Let that sink in. It didn't say, well, two did this and one did this. I mean, we, we found out the details, but the bottom line is that it is the court. The Supreme Court, nine judges. Well, eight right now, but nine judges, but one court. There is a Godhead, but they have three functions. God the Father is what I call, he is the, he is the conceiver. He is the architect. He's the one who has the vision, the idea. Are you following me? God the Son is the creator. In other words, the Son knows the mind of God and then creates 
what God wants done. Are you following? He's the physical manifestation. So, for example, God got in his mind, I need to make another Adam who is sinless. And then the word created Jesus. The word is the creative word. But that's not good enough. Okay? Uh, because you can have a concept, you can have a creation, but the Holy Spirit, he brings capability. Are you with me? He brings capability or capacity. In other words, God got the idea. He's the architect. Are you with me? Jesus, the word, is the physical manifestation that is the creation. But the Holy Spirit, he is the energy that makes it work properly. So, for example, I have this wonderful cell phone. And this cell phone can do a whole lot of things. So somebody had a concept of a phone that... Uh, that that you could actually use away from your house. Now, is it, I mean, 40 years ago, that was like, what? <laughs> but a phone that you can use anywhere. So now we have the cell phone, but guess what? No matter how much I press the power button, here it is, it's, it's not working because of the fact that it has no energy, no power. So if the Holy Spirit is not involved in what God is doing, all it will be is useless. And that's why when God created his church, he had this concept in his mind of a church. Follow me? And then he brought this body of people together, physically called a church, but he needed the Holy Spirit to bring capability to the church, meaning, meaning making the church capable of doing all that it was created to do. So not only do you have the Holy Spirit that gives you energy or capability, but you also have the Holy Spirit that gives you capacity. In other words, capability, watch this, is, is the, the power line, the battery, that makes the phone run. Are you with me? Capability. Capacity is the apps. I like that myself. The more apps you have, you have, turn your name and say, neighbor, you have no idea how much your phone can do. And God wants to add apps to your life. So that you could do far more than what you even thought you could do. That's who lives inside of you. But we're not talking about the Holy Spirit. First John, sorry, John chapter one, verse three. Oh, help Jesus. All things were made by him. Notice, in beginning was the word, right? The word, say word, the word. Now we would say word meaning thing. No. It says, in the beginning was the word, then it says, all things were made by him. So John refers to the word 
as a person. And that person is Jesus Christ prior to him becoming a human being. Oh my, I'm almost finished. Jesus is the word. When God created the world, when he came out of nowhere, he used his word. The Bible says in the beginning, God created heaven and earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness filled the earth. And you say, well, what do you mean? Well, how could that happen if God created it? Because if you remember, uh, God created everything and then there was and then and then all hell tried to break loose in heaven. So God threw Satan out of heaven, but he was in another realm. And so now God is trying to now come into a new realm to expand his kingdom. And darkness is saying, you're not coming in here. So God speaks a word. And that word is so powerful that it creates what God intends. You need to listen to this online because it's that deep. But my point is, is that God has created you so that you can stand in the midst of chaos and speak the word and everything changes. The problem is that you don't know that yet. How was the world created through his word? Watch this. How is your world created? James chapter three, verses five and six says the tongue is a world. Your world is created by your tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit. You're going to eat the fruit of your tongue. And that's why the devil tries to get us to complain and murmur. How did Mary get pregnant? The word from Gabriel, the angel. Gabriel, the angel. The angel Gabriel, the angel Gabriel, Gabriel, the angel made her pregnant. How is this going to happen? I've never had sexual intercourse with a man. And the angel said, 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 said the Holy Spirit. What do you keep repeating Gabriel, the angel? Because Gabe angel means messenger. And Gabriel means man of God. So the man of God, the messenger, will make you pregnant. The man of God, the messenger, will make you pregnant. The man of God, the messenger, is trying to make you pregnant. So as I'm releasing this word, if that seed finds conception in your heart, you will produce the word. bless them indeed enlarge their territory their sphere of influence let your hand be upon their lives and keep them from evil if you will receive that word you'll be blessed for real if you receive that word your your sphere of influence will be enlarged. You'll walk around and say, God, what door are you going to open next? How do you become saved? Romans chapter 10, verses 10 to 13. If you will, what? Confess with your mouth. Believe 
in your heart that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, you shall be saved. Again, it's the word that's the solution. Notice what Paul says in Romans chapter 1, verse 16. He says, I am not ashamed of the what? Gospel is good news. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for the gospel is the power of God to deliver you. The gospel is the power of God. In other words, sadly to say, your deliverance is found right here through right here. Your deliverance is right under your nose and you don't even know it. You're frustrated, angry, and upset and God is saying, I put my deliverance right under your nose. Because when I wanted something to be delivered, I spoke the word. So if it works for me, it'll work for you. Because Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, God says, let us make man in our what? Image. In other words, let us make man so that he can imitate us. Oh, this is a bad word right here. And the devil comes in and says to them, the reason why God doesn't want you to eat this fruit, this is a bad word right here, is because God doesn't want you to be like him. The problem was the devil did the did the okie doke on them because he basically sold them what they already had. Where's that found in the Bible? Look, 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 look. Jessica, could you please stand up? This ain't deep. This ain't deep. Jessica is my daughter because she came out of my seed. Okay? Nobody would expect Jessica to be Asian. No one, be, would, no one would expect Jessica to be Caucasian. Jessica's black because her father. Are you following me? Thank you. So if Adam and Eve, who were their parents? They were already God. You're already blessed. And you've let the devil convince you that you're not blessed. He did the hokey doke on you. You've been flim-flammed. You've been fleeced. You can speak a word of faith just like God and see it happen. Well, why isn't it happen? Because when God stood up in the middle of nothing and said, let there be light, he wasn't like us. I hope this will happen. God walks by faith. Oh, man, I'm so excited. Let me stop. How do you change your lives? Oh, Lord, have mercy. How do you change your life? James chapter 1, verse 21 says, lay aside all filthiness and superfluity of knowledgeliness. And this is, it says, receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul. 
In other words, what God wants to do is wherever we are weak, he wants to send his word. His word will graft to our lives and make us into what the word wants us to be. Well, why isn't that working? Because you don't spend enough time meditating on the word, so there's no grafting. Remember I said Christ was the word? Paul said in Colossians chapter 1, verse 27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Glory means change. If you hope to change, you need the Christ, the word in you. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16 says, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Is it in you richly? Is it in you richly? If you're, uh, 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 who's David and Goliath? Then the word is not dwelling richly in you. Who is Shadrach, Meshach, and Obenai? Then the word is not dwelling richly in you. If all you do is get your little, oh, let me look at, let me look at the chandelier. If all you do is get your little, your little scripture sent to you through your app, Jesus wept, and that's all you're going to read for the rest of the day, guess what? That's not richly. Mm. Tell your neighbor, he's talking about you right now. Now this is deep. Oh, this okay. This is this is where we. This is this is where the main solution for our lives is the living watches that is spoken in faith word. When the angel said to Mary, "You're going to conceive something holy," he released the word or the Christ, into her womb of faith. And the only reason why the word got into her womb of faith, which is her heart, watch this, is because she said in verse 38 of Luke chapter 1, let it happen to me just like you said. Notice, let it happen, meaning that I have to give you permission. I have to give you permission or the Christ will not be born through me. And right now, God is waiting for permission to bless you, to use you, but your hearts. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter three, read entire chapter three and chapter four, but I'll just, he says, he says, Today, he's called in Psalm. Today, if you would hear his voice, don't hard your heart. Because he says, a hardened heart, a heart is hardened through unbelief. And then he says, read chapter three, says, so we see they could not enter into their promise because of a hard heart of unbelief. Because of a hard heart of unbelief. Because of a hard heart. Of unbelief. Then in chapter four, he says, there remains a rest for the people of God, meaning that a place of grace, a place where you can work, a place where God works and you don't have to work. That's what Pastor Chandler was talking about. The place where God will go to work behind the scenes so that you don't have to work. Remember the tenor, remember the table tennis story I told you? Okay. I'm going to send it out through PTCB. He just called, he just texted me today and he said, he told me another thing that God did, and he just ended the, ended the text with table tennis. Crazy. 
how God will bless you if you would allow his word of grace to take hold. How do you enter into his rest? He talks about the rest, meaning in Hebrews chapter 9, there's many reigns of rest. How do you enter the rest? Verse 12, the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. So let me close with this. Let me close with this point, and then we'll let the Sunday school students go. Oh, Lord, help us, Jesus, because this is going to be a tough one. This is going to be a tough one. Woo, this is going to be a tough one. Oh, Jesus, this is going to be tough. Turn your neighbors say, this is going to be tough, but he's, he's trying to help you. James says, receive with meekness the engrafted word. One of the fruit of the spirit, meaning when you receive Jesus Christ, one of the fruit of the spirit is meekness, which means humility. Receive with humility the engrafted word. Why do you have to receive the word with humility? Meaning the word humble means to admit your shortcomings. Because once you admit your shortcomings, then you can repent. And when you repent, then you can grab what God has for you because you're turning from what you want. You, you, you really need to listen to this online so it gets in your spirit. So receive. With, why do you want me to receive it with meekness? Because James chapter 4 verse 6 says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace, favor, strength to the humble. To the person who admits his weakness, God will give more grace. What's grace? Again, grace is the place where God goes to work and you don't have to so that all the glory goes to him. Amen. Table tennis. Now watch this. This is, this is heavy. But a hard heart, a heart full of pride, cannot receive the word of God which will graft itself and save your soul. Hmm. Watch this. How many of you have seen that little Wayne commercial? <laughs> Galaxy. He got the new Galaxy. And him and his boys, they take out the phone and the, the commercial. And he's, I, 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 I'm just going to use water because I know some of y'all couldn't handle me. But anyways, they, 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 ha they, they have this bottle of champagne. And they're pouring the bottle of champagne onto the phone. And they're going like, what? <laughs> what? And what's happening is that the new Galaxy 7s uh, are waterproof. They're water resistant. So that, anybody, anybody see that commercial? Okay, some of you. And so they're pouring the water saying it still works. When we pour water on it, it's water resistant. Say water resistant. Water. And then he takes it and you see it, and he walks by. And he says, yo, 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 watch this, watch this. I'm going to drop you in, in, in the aquarium with the fish. And he drops the phone into the aquarium, no, the, the, the fish tank, takes it back out and still continues his conversation. And I, and the guys go, what? So the three of them are sitting there and they're pouring, I mean, bottles of champagne and they're all saying, what? then the next commercial, 
He walks into a, 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 I don't know, a, a, a liquor store basically. And he says, I want, I want to buy, give me a bottle of champagne. And he's walking, pouring champagne on the foam through the whole store. And he's saying to himself, Then he's, he runs up, he runs out of champagne and he says to the, to the uh, clerk, can I buy what? Another one. And he starts pouring again and he says, what? now if you notice, in the first scene, first commercial, there's three of them and they're sitting on a table by a, a, a coffee table and they're pouring they're pouring the champagne, and the champagne's just bouncing and slap, you know, just bouncing off. And they're looking at each other, and they're saying, I wonder if the Lord is trying to pour his word into our hearts, and the word our hearts are word resistant. And he looks at the Holy Spirit. <laughs> who walks with us? He looks at Jesus who died for us and he says, He's walking through life, trying to pour revelation and insight. As we, as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but every word and promise he gives to us keeps bouncing off. And the Holy Ghost looks up into heaven and says, When he says, if I could just have a heart like this, a sponge that when I just pour my word, just soaks it all up so that when the devil puts the squeeze on me, what comes out? Let's let the Sunday school students and the teachers go. Let's begin to, let's spend a minute repenting to God for the hardness of our hearts. How many prophetic words have you gotten and yet your hearts have become hardened through fear? How many promises have we gotten? And yet our hearts have become hardened through delay. I wonder if the angels in heaven, how many times have the Godhead looked at each other while they blessed us and, and even in their own conspiracy blessed us behind the scenes. And all they wanted us to do is what the word said, in everything give thanks 
because this is the word of God. But instead, we have murmured while God is conspiring to bless us. And they're looking at each other and saying, what? What they're really saying is, what more can we do? I sent my son to die for you. I sent the Holy Spirit to walk with you. And when you don't even understand the word that you read, John 14, verse 26 says, that same Holy Spirit will teach you all things. I can't do any more. What, what more can I do? And when you're struggling and when you think you can't make it, I even sent the word that says, my grace is sufficient for you. I sent another word that said that I won't put on you more than you can bear. So in faith, if you're going through it, in faith, you got to be able to say to me, I can bear this. As we're about to take communion, I'm going to ask if you would just, if you, whatever you feel comfortable doing, either taking the hand or putting your hand on the shoulder of the person next to you, whatever you feel comfortable with. And don't get an attitude if somebody doesn't want to hold your hand. Just <laughs> come on, folks. We, let's be big boys and big girls. And I want you right now. I, I, Ask us, and this is what, that's why I was so grateful for that word, because there's an old-time song. I love, I love some of those old-time songs. Not to say that we have to sing it, but the, the old-time song, you remember, the Lord is blessing me right now, right now. And then there's a special part that says, I may not be able to see what he's, whoa, 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 done. Not doing. It's a done deal. I may not be able to see what he's done for me, but the Lord is blessing me right now. In other words, he's done something that's going to affect right now. But if my heart is hardened by what I'm going through, I'm going to miss his blessing. And so I'm going to ask that you pray right now. That if, if the prophetic word is this week, then pray for the person next to you that God will help them to see what he is doing this week. Amen? Amen. Come on, let's just, just 30 seconds and we'll go into, per, into communion. But Lord, we, we, we need a, our, our ability to see is not with our eyes, it's with our heart. And that's a good song. Uh, uh, that's a good song. I need a clean heart. I need a pure heart. My heart has been hardened through sicknesses and diseases and frustrations and disappointment and crazy job and crazy family and crazy marriage and, 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 and lack of money and, and bills piling up and issues, other people's issues. Uh, caught in you know, family drama my, my heart is being hardened Lord forgive us even how we may have reacted even sarcastically in our spirit 
when Pastor Chandler got up to give us a word, like, oh yeah, here we go, another prophetic word, nothing happening. Oh God, forgive us. That's a hard heart. That's a hard heart. That's a hard heart. Lord, I don't want the holy, I don't want the Godhead. I don't want the Godhead. Sitting in glory, just looking at each other, saying, what? What? What, what more can we do? Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to ask Elder Roy to just close this portion out in prayer. Whatever the Lord puts on your heart. Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us, Holy Spirit. My God, work on my heart. My heart, Lord. I'm not talking about the church right now. Work on Brian Green's heart, Lord. Oh, God. The challenges of life. Help me not to be hardened. Help me not to be bitter. I'm going to be angry. But I want to be a heart that soaks the word, soaks every scripture, soaks every message that comes from you. Heavenly Father, we, we come before you, Lord. We lay ourselves bare before you, Lord, on, on a table, Lord. Yes, Holy Spirit. Father, we're asking that by your Holy Spirit, Lord, you would perform open heart surgery on us, Lord. Yes, we need it. We Father, I'm asking spare. that uh, whatever hardness of heart that we Jesus. may have, yes. the calluses, Lord, that may yes, have that's good. That's uh, good. developed, good. Lord, the toughening, Lord, mm. that uh, inhibits the penetration mm. of your word, Lord from being fully absorbed by our hearts, Lord. Father, uh, work on our minds, Lord. Correct our thinking, Lord. Help us, oh, Father, Lord, that uh, we would be cooperative with what your Holy Spirit in your word desires to do within our hearts. Lord, you sent your word. Then you sent your Holy Spirit, Lord, that we, O oh Father Lord, may be uh, shaped and molded into the image of your son, Jesus. And Father, I'm asking, Lord, that this day, Lord, that you would help us to no longer inhibit that process. But Father Lord, help us, Lord, to be cooperative with what you want to do in our lives, Lord. Uh, Father, to allow you to make whatever changes that you want to make in our lives cooperatively, Lord, that we're no longer squirming. We're not running away, Father, from those changes. But, Lord, uh, Father, we're, we're eager. We're, we're saying, if you want to do it, Lord, so be it. Just as you have said it. Just the same way that that, that Mary said it when she received the word from the angel. Father, make us eager to allow the changes that you want to make in our lives, Lord. And it'll be not only for our benefit, but for the benefit of those around us. It'll be 
for the benefit of the communities that we live in. Father, it will be for the benefit of your kingdom that it may expand in this earth. In Jesus' name, we thank you for your love and kindness. Amen. It's tall and broken.